0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Gratis Group Chat. It is the end of season one. This is our season closer. This is our season finale. And this week, we're just going to do something very chill. It's still topical, but it's much more relaxed. And I just feel like it is a great way to send off the end of every season. I think you will still get something out of it. I still think that you guys will come away having learned something, either about me or something new that maybe you would enjoy. And I'm just excited to jump in. So what I decided I wanted to do is at the end of every single season... At the 10th episode, I'm going to do my 10 current favorite things and just tell you guys about them and maybe you guys will discover new things that you love to do or we'll hear about a book or a place or a brand that you've never heard about and maybe it will open your horizons a little bit, but I thought this is just a fun way to kind of summarize where I am at the end of every season. And I can look back on for myself and see, oh yeah, I did really love that at that time. Or I was really into that at that time. The first thing I'm currently loving is this book. If you're not watching the visual, it's Priya Parker's The Art of Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters. This book was recommended to me by my friend Ani It has totally changed my thinking on so many different subjects, and obviously the idea behind it is why we gather, but she talks about so many different reasons that we do gather, whether it's something just like getting together with a friend, or having a business meeting, or having a baby shower, or a wedding, or going to a church event, or a small group, and she is such a great way of looking at gathering and looking at social times between people and making It go deeper and making it richer for an outcome for all the people involved. Priya Parker herself is just so incredible. You can tell that her life experience has really shaped how she views the world. And her parents are exact opposites of each other. I hope that I get this right. Her father was a conservative Christian white farmer from maybe South Dakota, one of the Dakotas, and her mom was a liberal Indian Hindu. Uh, I don't remember. She's maybe down from one of the Carolinas, I think, is where she lived. And so they met each other. They got married. They had a child. And that's Priya Parker. And so just the way that she approaches any topic any event is with so much respect even if she doesn't necessarily agree with it you can tell that her parents I don't know if this is to be true she didn't say this but I would assume that her parents raised her with a lot of respect for each other even though they didn't agree on really anything because the way that she approaches things is just so respectful and so well done I really enjoyed more of the beginning of the book because she talks about kind of the pre-planning of an event what happens when you're an event and then after so she talks about those three phases and i really enjoyed the part of the planning because she really had me rethinking why we have gatherings or how we plan things versus like the rethinking what you do while people are there or rethinking what you do when people leave those are still helpful but i mean she really blew me out of the water probably the first third of the book just thinking about how you know, I haven't had a wedding. I haven't had a baby shower. There's, I haven't had a bridal shower. There's all these gatherings that happen and the way that she had me thinking about those is so different. One thing she talked about with a baby shower was how it was it's always been for women. And that's because there is this tradition that women take care of their children and then the men kind of come in when they can and they babysit their kids. And so she said one thing she wished she had done differently for her baby shower is instead of doing the traditional just her alone with all these women she wished she had done like a unisex shower because the idea instead would be that she and her husband are raising this child together and then they would invite couples who they feel like have raised their children well and would get advice from them and I was like wow that is a totally different way to think about a baby shower or for me also thinking about like eventually having a wedding one day thinking about how like, who am I going to invite? And are you going to do things just for the sake of tradition? Or are you going to do things because you actually, like, believe in them? Because the last few years, my mind has really moved. I used to think I wanted this huge party and everybody, like, all extended family and all this stuff. And obviously, like, when the time comes, I'll have another party to consult, I'll have another person to consult. But at this point, I'm like, I would want something really small. I don't want to have a ton of extended family or any extended family I want something really intimate and I want there, I want the people there to be people that I admire people that I think are a great example of marriage or who have poured into my life or my husband's life in a way that can't be replicated I think that is more of what a wedding should be is like a celebration of the people who poured into you and also people that you admire and getting advice from them and that doesn't mean that there can't be like the dance floor there can't be some traditions with that but it really has me rethinking Even something as simple as like when I have a home, what is the point of my house? What is the point inviting people over? What is the point of a dinner party? What's the point of having a small group? It's really had me restructuring and rethinking everything I'm doing in a social sense and whether those events are fulfilling what they were meant to fulfill or me as a host, whether I am fulfilling the purpose that I meant to have by having that gathering. The second thing I'm really loving right now is music from the early 2010s. If you didn't know, I graduated high school in 2013. My 10-year reunion is coming up, and I actually can say that factually now because I kind of had an idea that, like, 10 years is this year. But right before I started this podcast, I got a message on Facebook from a guy that I went to high school with talking about our reunion. So now I do know. I am officially having a 10-year reunion. We'll see if I get to that. I'm not sure how that'll work out. But with all that being said... A great time of music in my specific life and a great time of nostalgia is music from the 2010s. Don't get me wrong, I still love modern music like "Flowers" by Miley Cyrus or "No Longer Bound" by Forrest Frank, "Favorite Crime" by Olivia Rodrigo, "No More Drama" by Charlie Puth. Like those are songs I really do enjoy that are current or like the last couple years. But there's just something different about the 2010s, like the early years of the 2010s, late 2000s, where the music that we had yes it's nostalgic to me because that was a really important kind of peak moment in my life was like graduating high school and starting college and having dances and having all these memories but I think there is something just different about that music it was really fun and exciting and lively and I feel like we are kind of in a point now where we still have lively music but I feel like it's a lot of it is based around like sad things like breakups or you know, emotional hardships, mental health, like everything that everybody's been going through the last three years. I feel like a lot of our music is based around social justice issues or like really personal tough issues versus back then it was just like, we're gonna dance and we're gonna party, we're gonna have a good time. And so I think there's a time and a space for both. And I think we'll probably look back on this music and be like, wow, we really like had some emotional music that we needed at that time. But I look back at the 2010s, And I'm just like, yes, like this is the party music. I loved growing up in this time. I loved going to college in this time. The music just made it. I feel for that type of music, how I feel like a lot of people in the early 2000s or the 80s really felt about their music when they were going to school. Or, you know, it reminds them of when they were younger and just really good years of their life. So the songs that I've been loving lately are Runaway, You and I by Galantis, Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood, Young Blood by The Naked and Famous, Lights by Ellie Goulding, Summer by Calvin Harris, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, Levels by Avicii, like that is the kind of music and many, many others, dozens of other songs that are making up my winter 2023 playlist right now, that is the kind of music I'm just really enjoying, digging, loving. I feel like a mom. Like, this is how I used to look at my mom when she would sing, like, 70s and 80s music. I'd be like, she is way too passionate about this. But now I'm in my car, like, just rocking out to Pitbull, and I, I'm just, I am my mother now. That is who I am. I've accepted it. The third thing I'm really enjoying right now is tea. And I don't mean tea as in, like, gossip tea. I mean tea as in the liquid i have never been a tea drinker i don't like tea usually i'm not really into it i always have thought it's too like the consistency is too watery and thin the taste isn't there enough it's like it gave half of its effort in order to have a drink you know what i mean and lately i've just been really loving tea i was drinking this hormone drink this is what got me started on this So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you might know that I have PCOS. I've also talked about this in a couple of other podcasts, um, for sure the who's in your shower one. I talked about how I have PCOS and I've been trying to figure out some things for my hormones. I went to a doctor and I got a hormone level test and I kind of had the assumption from a different doctor. So like The original doctor that I went to is very much more Western medicine. This test that I took is more like Eastern holistic. So when I went to the Western medicine doctor, she had confirmed that I had an issue with progesterone. That's what she had narrowed it down to, and I took some pills for a good amount of time, which helped you know, keep things moving and grooving for womanhood and stuff. Um, it was really helpful, but I wanted something. I'm trying to find a way to kind of resolve the issue that doesn't involve a pill. And so I started to look into a test to really see how bad my progesterone levels are so i did a hormone test about a month ago and it was like a saliva test that you do throughout a full day and it also helps them look at your cortisol levels and see kind of how you're doing throughout a day if they get wonky at any time of day or they dip really low my cortisol levels were good a lot of my estrogen was good but the one thing that he talked about was progesterone and basically they have a range of numbers that they would like you to stay between for each hormone level maybe estrogen is this to this number you want to be within that range kind of like you would for like cholesterol or any other number glucose things that you're looking at so when he was reading my progesterone level he said okay the ideal i think it was 140 to 175 somewhere in there is like in the mid 100s and mine was at 20. So mine is very low. My suspicion about progesterone is true. So I thought I'm gonna start by trying to eat differently, drink different things. So I started looking up drinks that help with hormone balancing. And this drink uh, was number one, nasty tasting but it was also like 300 ingredients and I just thought you know what there has to be a better way to go about this or just a simpler way to go about it like I can't be spending $40 for two weeks of a drink just to have a hormone balance like there has to be something a little bit more more realistic in mind. when I started looking into, my friend Maddie told me that raspberry leaf tea and elderberry tea are really good for hormones. Now again, I don't love tea. That was my issue, but it's been interesting. Uh, It's not as offensive of a taste. I've been having raspberry leaf tea, which I have today. It's not as offensive of a taste as that other drink was, and it's really been nice because I've cut out coffee. I've always been a coffee drinker, but with coffee I've also had, you know, cream and sugar. I don't just drink it like black coffee. I think that's gross. And so it's replaced my coffee intake every single day. So my caffeine levels have gone down, which is really good for cortisol and for hormones. But as well, it's a healthier option. And I still have that enjoyable, warm, you know, cup of liquid every day to wake me up and just kind of is part of my schedule and part of kind of getting through the winter and just staying warm inside my house. And it's been a really nice transition and a nice change. So I would really recommend if you are somebody who doesn't like tea, start with something that's pretty simple. And if you're someone who's having hormone issues, like I can't sit here and be like, oh my gosh, it solved all my problems. My progesterone is at 500, you know what I mean? It is a good transition and it is, I'm feeling good with it. My body isn't feeling weird with it. It's not like I had this huge, crazy difference of health. But I'm hoping that it'll just be something that aids my body and the depletion of caffeine will also aid my body to help with that progesterone level. The fourth thing that I'm loving right now is silence. I bet the people watching the visual are like, this chick's insane, because I stared at the camera for about 10 seconds. I have been loving silence. I had not been alone in this house. If you don't know, I'm with my parents currently, and I had not been alone in this house for more than three hours for probably a year and a half or more. We had my brother staying with us when he was sick. We have my dad has had a ton of health issues and so he couldn't leave the house because he's had a lot of like infection of his knee and knee surgeries last year. I went over this in a different podcast as well and then we've just had like family members kind of in and out and my cousin just um, left to go back to Illinois. He was here on and off for a five-week time span working as an iron worker here and so I just feel like the last year and a half I have not had more than three hours just completely to myself in the house like the only thing i could really think of was when my mom would bring my dad to an appointment otherwise he's always been here and i'm i work from home so i just don't get that silence in the car or anything like that and then my dad this week went in for a surgery and i'm not trying to be like rude about that it was really good that my dad went for hopefully his final surgery everything is going well he's back home thank you to everybody who has reached out this last week i've been really bad about responding I know I have. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I had the three full days to myself in the house. Nobody here. My mom would go to the hospital. My cousin was gone. Everything. It was so nice. It was so refreshing just to be like by myself, to not be interrupted when I'm working on things. I was so much more productive. I didn't have to like consider another person when I went to go watch tv at lunchtime or i was sitting there working on planograms like belting out (laughs) ariana grande songs for like three hours one day and nobody was there to tell me to like stop singing the same thing 400 times in a row or i it was just so nice like i just love being in silence i love being alone i've really found that and there are times where i feel lonely and then there are times where i love being alone and so when when i'm alone and i really want to be that's a great feeling to have obviously loneliness is not a great feeling to have but that's a one-off conversation for another time but silence has been such a blessing just to be able to sit in my car with no sound sometimes and drive around or just do what I want to do not have to consider other people I talked about this in the singleness podcast like you don't have to look to other people um, and ask opinions on things or if you should or shouldn't do something there's just something nice about like Being by yourself, making your own decisions, having some silence, not being interrupted. It's a great feeling. The fifth thing I'm loving right now is looking at Airbnbs, VRBOs, or hotel stays. I've just been in such a mood to travel and that brings me to number six as well which is travel vlogs i am just in love right now with looking at airbnbs and fun locations watching a travel vlog about it i've started following all these different travel vloggers and just getting really into their types of content seeing what types of videos they do how i could do my videos differently as i'm preparing to edit Arizona and Hawaii vlogs which will be coming I promise life's just a little busy right now but I've been really loving looking at fun Airbnbs and just saving them or reaching out to the Airbnb owners and saying hey I'd love to create content for your Airbnb would you consider letting me stay there for a few days I can do a video while I'm there really talk about the area talk about why it's fun to stay there I would that's like a dream to be able to travel and do content about like Airbnbs or restaurants or different parts of the world that just speaks to me so deeply and I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job at moving my page from just fashion over to travel a little bit more or I should say maybe like lifestyle overall that's my goal for the rest of the year I guess is to hopefully travel more and to hopefully hear back from some of these Airbnb owners and to play around with how I edit vlogs and really create a community around traveling online. That would be so stellar. My next two points, seven and eight, are about clothing currently, so like current, they're not even trends. I'm not even following trends anymore. It's been so nice. It's been so freeing. I think as a sustainable fashion blogger, I probably shouldn't have been following trends anyway, and it's not to say that trends are bad. They just cause overproduction, and I don't necessarily stand for that, but I do still like runaway shows and things like that. Anyway, that's an aside. That's a rabbit trail. These next two points, seven and eight, are all about fashion. So the first fashion item I have been loving is two-piece sets. I wore a different one for the Rana Plaza podcast. That was from Four Days. And this one is from my friend Shirley's Boutique. You can go follow her at Style by Shirley. And her boutique information, I think, is on her page still. I haven't looked at that in a while. But I got this probably a year or two ago. And I love this set two-piece sets have been so amazing they're so easy because you don't have to go and try and match things up they're already matched for you they already totally work together and I just think that they are so simple they can be so stylish I'm not even talking about like you don't have to wear like a tracksuit. you don't have to wear a sweatsuit it could be shorts and a sports bra it could be sweatpants and a sweatshirt it could be a top and a skirt two-piece set whatever your style is there are two-piece options because I came from the idea that I knew I loved jumpsuits I love overalls I love kind of one piece and so this was just a natural progression into two options and then I can also obviously mix and match like the pants with a different shirt or something I've done that before it's super easy to do but I love two-piece sets the other thing I've been loving for fashion specific item all birds walking shoes I got them in the fall before I went to Boston, and Ani and I were walking 17,000 steps a day, something ridiculous like that, and my feet were not hurting. My feet were fantastic. I love these shoes. I brought them to Hawaii as well. We were walking a ton while we were there, and just in a general sense, they go with everything. They clean up really well. They're very comfortable, and they're ethically and sustainably made, so they are getting a 10 out of 10 in my scorebook. The ninth thing I've been loving is also very specific because I talked about vlogs earlier. I talked about travel vlogs, but I specifically am loving Lauren Geraldo's channel. I love her sense of humor. I love her like chaotic Latin energy. I love the way that she and her fiance, Honey, interact. I love her dog, Luna. I love how she does her weekly vlogs and you both there's comfort in knowing what to expect from them, but there's always like something that's a little bit of a surprise. I love the way she edits. I just think she's so funny. She has great style. Like even when I don't necessarily have the same style as her. I enjoy the looks that she puts together and I think she's doing something that a lot of like YouTubers and content creators aren't doing well. Other people are doing advertisements and it feels very directed and it feels like that takes up a majority of their video or like the whole theme of their video is about their ad versus she will do very direct ads on like TikTok or Instagram and she has like a little portion of her video that is her you know trying on clothes from this company or doing a meal from hello fresh or something like that but i would say like in terms of her actual content i feel like i'm getting a lot more out of her vlogs than i'm getting out of other people's vlogs and she still is able to make her money she's still able to do the ad but a lot of times the ad naturally flows into what she's already doing on the video i also think there's something to that Because she lives in Arizona now. Because I did watch her older vlogs when she lived in Los Angeles. And I didn't like those as much. And I think that is because a lot of people live in LA and they vlog and it just kind of feels like the same old, same old, working with the same brands, going to the same places to eat. Versus now, since she moved to Arizona like three years ago, I think that her content has just grown and flourished in a way that I'm not really seeing like LA vloggers doing very well. It doesn't feel... Like she is trying to sell a restaurant or trying to get brand deals all the time. It just feels very natural. And I think it also helps that she's kind of a homebody. So she just makes being at home fun. She doesn't have to go to some crazy event every single week. And she still makes it really interesting. And I think that's what's making her so successful. And that's what people connect with is that none of us are going to events all the time and big fancy soirees and all this stuff. We're like staying at home and we're doing this stuff like by ourselves or with our partners or with our families and she just makes it so relatable. It's to the point where I will watch her vlogs during lunchtime when they come out. And my dad doesn't know her name, but he always says, are you going to watch your girl? And I'm like, I am going to watch my girl. Thank you. That is who I will be. I will be consuming content from Lauren Geraldo till the day I die. The final thing that I am currently loving, you could guess it. I'll give you a minute. It's podcasting. <laughs> I felt like this is the best way to end this season. I have loved podcasting. I like being able to give my thoughts and ideas without being interrupted by the one minute Instagram story timer or the three minute TikTok timer. I love being able to just free flow my thoughts and to speak in more long form content. I love being able to teach you guys on different topical subjects about things that I know really well. I love telling you about new things I'm learning about or new things I'm enjoying like today. I love being able to connect with all of you over the internet over certain subjects. Some of you have been leaving some incredible content comments on my youtube versions of the podcast and a lot of you have reached out and given really valuable feedback and so it's just been another way to connect with people and i actually would say that it's probably been one of my most successful platforms that I've done in the last couple of years is being able to do a podcast and have the support that I've had and I'm hoping that it just continues to grow and get better and get more viewers and if you guys really are enjoying the podcast I obviously ask that you would share the podcast online or share a link to your favorite episode and your stories however you want to go about it but if we're able to continue to grow our community that would be incredible I love being able to do this and I'm hoping in season two I will be able to do some Advertisements and get paid. That would be a really great way to kick off the next season. I promise there will not be a bunch of ads throughout the podcast. I probably will just do one section with ads and the rest will just be us talking like we usually do. I love when you guys say that you feel like you're on FaceTime with me. I think that's really sweet. I think that really is helping me to understand that the parasocial relationship is successful. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this first season. I have really enjoyed what I've learned about podcasting. It's such a different type of content creation than anything else I've ever done and it's been nice just to hear your feedback and I look forward to seeing you guys in season two. Those are my 10 things that I've been loving currently. I am sad i feel like i've just been rambling i had to cut so much out of it i'm sure but i don't want it to end because this has been so fun i love doing these podcasts and i look forward to season two i'm gonna take a little break but you guys let me know which episode of this season was your favorite and maybe it'll be something that we can come back to and revisit in later seasons at this time i think i will be taking a break for um at least a month maybe more And I think by the time we start up my podcast again, I'll be in a very different spot in life. So I'm excited to share more of that with you and talk to you more about things that I've learned in the break since I saw you last. And I want to thank you again for your support. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel because I will also have the Arizona and Hawaii vlogs coming soon. So that's another reason to subscribe. Don't forget to like this video. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, follow me on the Gratis group chat. And don't forget to interact with this episode. Love you guys so much. And I will see you in season two.